0: This is Bite-Sized History with the Saints. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
2: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right?
0: This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hi everyone, it's Megan.
2: And it's Bradley here. So sorry that this podcast is coming out a little bit later today. We kind of... um, We slept in. Yeah. And then (laughs) we had too much to eat over this weekend. And, you know, everything just kind of got ahead of us, but... It's coming out today, so that's all that matters.
0: Exactly. That's always the fun part about celebrating different holidays is just you got to get through it.
2: <laughs> yeah. We didn't even have to go see family.
0: No. So. It was purely our own gluttony. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is the recipe we did over the weekend. So this was um, the Mari boil up, which basically is kind of like a New Zealand treat that they eat quite a bit now. Um, consisting of, like, potatoes and ham. We modified it to be a little bit more accurate, and we still kind of
2: had some issues. The problem is that archaeology isn't an exact science. It, it, we are often learning new things, as any science field is. And this is one of those things that is kind of debatable still. It's when the Polynesians came and settled New Zealand, what did they bring with them? When the Polynesians traveled, they had to bring everything that they were going to bring with them, with them. I mean, food, water, everything. And the only thing they really didn't need to bring with them was stuff to build a house. Because presumably wherever they were going to land, they were either going to have a house or they weren't. And this is one of the things that's still debated, is did they bring pigs with them? They did tend to bring pigs with them when they traveled, but did they bring them with them to New Zealand? And that's one of the areas that's still up for debate. Unfortunately, we don't know exactly, we don't have a time machine, but we went ahead and used pig.
0: Yeah, based on the archaeological records, the earliest they have found pig remains would be the 1700s, and that would have been after the Dutch had attempted to say hello, (laughs) which was a really terrible idea.
2: Yeah, it did not go well for the Dutch.
0: And so we kind of just went with, okay, this is a pre-1800s, basing it off of pre-England trying to invade New Zealand.
2: This is one of the largest issues when a lot of people actually think of archaeology. Just because we haven't found it doesn't mean it's not there. And oftentimes, you know, if soil is too acidic, animal bones, human bones, they just don't last. The soil will just eat away at them and leave no trace. So unless they were, you know, deposited in let's say, a cave. Well, they might survive there, or wildlife might get them. So it's just because we haven't found the bones yet doesn't mean that the bones weren't there. And, however, this doesn't apply to certain things like aliens. (laughs) Aliens never did anything with the pyramids. That actually kind of started based on a little bit of racism. And we'll talk about that later if you want to hear more about that. But... Just because something isn't physically there doesn't mean it's not there. We just haven't found the evidence of it yet.
0: Especially with when you come to an idea of, like, this at least has a history. We know based on context from other times they've traveled what they would have done. exactly. It kind of gives a little bit more information than just simply, it's not there so it didn't happen.
2: Yeah. And it's kind of, uh, so, another issue that we ran into was sweet potatoes Uh, when I was doing my undergrad sweet potatoes you know they were strictly a South American thing and there was a working theory at the time that people like Polynesians the Polynesians traveled across the Pacific to the Americas and brought back things with them and Now it's kind of more proven because we were able to actually take a closer look at the genetic makeup of sweet potatoes from South America and sweet potatoes that we were finding in, you know, Polynesia, Indonesia, those areas. What we found was that they are genetically similar and they all originated from South America. So that means that at some point in time before European contact with The Americas, Polynesians, did take and sail their way across the Pacific, make landfall, trade presumably, and then come back with what they got. So, sweet potato was actually a usable item in this recipe.
0: Now, where it becomes kind of a tricky situation, a lot of people will refer refer to sweet potatoes as yams.
2: Yams and sweet potatoes are two different beasts.
0: And... The term is used so interchangeably, it's really confusing.
2: It is. And even if you like do a Google search and you type in yam versus sweet potato, one of the very first photos that you're going to pull up on Google images is somebody calling a sweet potato a yam and a yam a sweet potato. So it's very interchangeable, but it's not. Yams are massive. They are tougher. Sweet potatoes are delicious <laughs> and should be part of everybody's diet. They are amazing.
0: So, yeah, so that was that was a lot of our kind of hiccups with this recipe. Um, mostly just because, you know, after we made it, we went ahead and we had found additional information and went, okay, how do we go from here?
2: And at the end of the day, we made the recipe the way we made the recipe. We went into it with the assumption that... The Polynesians did bring pigs with them. And we know that the sweet potato had already made its appearance over in the islands um, before contact with Europe. So we went ahead and used the sweet potato.
0: But we omitted some of the things that we know definitely would require a higher level of trade, like the onion and garlic.
2: Yeah. It was a very plain stew. It wasn't a stew. It was...
0: It was supposed to be a soup, but it's a, it's a stew.
2: Yeah. It, it, but it was, I love, I loved it. And that's because I don't have any sort of palate that can differentiate between good or bad. Megan, however.
0: I was bored out of my mind with it. I would have been much happier with it having a bit more spice.
2: And see, and this is the, one of the issues that we've always ran into when doing this, is Megan's palate She doesn't like not having extra flavors. She has to have those. And while doing all these recipes, you know, 90% of what we're doing, you can't have that extra. And it's been a point of contention with her.
0: Yeah, I think I have the refined palate of a woman from the Renaissance. It's like I expect a little bit more with this stuff.
2: Yeah, but that's saying that you actually had the money to be able to purchase those nicer things that were coming in from the Americas. That's true. Let's be honest. You wouldn't have been able to. You yeah. would have been you would have been eating the cheapest food possible, That's because true. you are cheap.
0: I am very cheap, and there's high like highly unlikely that I would have been from an upper class. Oh yes, yeah. just based on statistics.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but these meals they're not always going to be delicious. And for me, this one was amazing. Meat and potatoes, simple, easy. I mean.
0: I joked it was definitely a meal option from the Whole30 diet. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Once you got it cut up and put into the pot, you just sat it and left it. And it's ready to eat. And it took, what, an hour? 20 minutes. Oh. It was really short. I have no concept of time. (laughs) (laughs) He lives in a void now. I do. But, yeah, it was Delicious. I would recommend it for anybody, and it's so easy to make.
1: Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door.
2: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: That's one of the big things. Is like I, I always depend on how easy some of these meals are. Um, just mostly because we are pretty busy. Um, the blog is my second gig, so we don't always have the time to sit around and make, like, a huge meal.
2: Well, and oftentimes the ingredients that we have, you know, available to us for the time that we're looking at, don't lend themselves to sitting around and making a huge meal.
0: Well, no, because even if you think back to people during those times, they wouldn't have had, like, even if someone was, that was their entire job, they wouldn't have six hours to slow-row
2: something. Mm. And then, then we're getting into uh, social structures.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
2: And, uh, you know, the job of the woman at that point in time.
0: Dun, dun, dun. So. Yeah. They definitely wouldn't be doing an IT product owner during the day.
2: <laughs> no. You won't be doing a podcast either.
0: I would barely exist. Yeah. For more information, watch the Brad's Labs on different time travels with women because they've been terrible. They're
2: depressing. They are depressing. <laughs> but we can't judge other cultures by the culture that we use. Other um, for that, it was a delicious meal. And please, please make it.
0: Yeah, it would be really nice.
2: Last week, you may have heard me say that we were going to take and try to give it a fair shake for, you know, Tasmania and whatnot. Well, no. <laughs> 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 it's so hard to get a hold of ingredients that Unfortunately, we're going to have to take and just leave the uh, Australian region and head to South America. Which
0: I am so excited about.
2: Yeah. We joked about moving to uh, Antarctica, but she said that she wanted uh, a little bit of flavoring her snow cones. Yeah. And I told her, well, there's penguin poo.
0: I was going to say, or you can use like uh, whale blubber.
2: Mmm. Mmm. But you got to catch that whale. That's yeah, true. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're going to South America.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're going to split them up into um, kind of the defined regions of where different foods would exist. Because, as you may expect, what you would get in the Andes is not going to be the same as you would get in the rainforest. Yeah.
2: So breaking it up by region, I think for South America, there's three different regions. Yeah. And then we'll move to Central, and then we'll move to North America. And this is going to be a lot easier to get some of the foods that we actually know, even if you don't live in the Americas. You probably eat uh, most of the foods that, you know, potatoes, chili peppers, uh, vanilla. Yeah. If, you know, you like vanilla ice cream or vanilla cake. Chocolate. Chocolate. So, we're going to be able to open up our palette a little bit more, which is going to make Megan happy.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited.
2: But then it's also going to make her unhappy when I sit there and go, well, I mean, maybe we should do one without there have been any, any trade between the two groups. <sighs> Chances are that there's going to be mixture from each group or each region into another region because, you know, they're all interconnected uh we do need to look at like time periods yeah because you know the inca weren't always there you know there was other groups before the inca there were groups after the inca so i mean maybe not so much after the inca because you know colonization (laughs) but
0: one of the big perks is also Since a lot of Brad's initial study was in the Americas, it gives us quite a bit of legs to stand on.
2: Yeah. And studying in the States, most of my professors studied South Central America and even North America. When I graduated, I was looking more towards Paleolithic Europe. And that's a whole other story. (laughs) But it's going to be nice to be coming home in a way it's going to be nice to be able to actually find the foods yeah and they not be some mythical food that we've never heard of like kangaroo <laughs> <laughs> so it it'll be nice to it'll be nice to be home
0: yeah and it For me, at least, it's going to be nice to kind of have more chance to have familiar but different items, because since we're going to be focusing on different time periods and what they would have had at those time periods, we will see dishes that are very similar to what we know today, but different.
2: Yeah, when we get to, like, say, North America, and we start eating corn, unfortunately, we're going to have to eat modern corn. We're not going to be able to eat what they originally started off with, which was very small, only had a few kernels on it, and through selective breeding that they did, and making sure that they picked the one that was bigger, had more kernels on it, replanting those kernels, so on and so on, we're we're gonna be able to eat corn, but it's gonna be modern-sized corn, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Now, we're not gonna be able to eat most of the varieties of corn that existed, Because most of the varieties of corn actually have gone extinct because we have chosen to over-farm other varieties in favor. And, yeah, that's...
0: There's actually a really good NPR article about the farm museum kind of thing, where they actually store these seeds of, like, the remnant to eventually try to bring them back. I'll definitely post that in the description for everybody.
2: Yeah. So it's going to be nice to be able to actually purchase most of the foods... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah it's and, like for me at least i'm just i'm kind of just excited for more flavor especially with us doing like desserts and stuff because we'll have access to things like we'll have access to things like chocolate and
2: well not really
0: why oh well, it's gonna be cocoa
2: yeah it'll be cocoa and uh, it's different from chocolate i know it's um a little bit more complex to making the chocolate that we would want and it's illegal to purchase like coca leaves (laughs) because you know drugs drugs so that one's probably not going to be something that we do
0: he's just ruining my happiness
2: i mean you can take and eat vanilla that's true yeah but no coca isn't going to be something that we're going to be using too much of I'm sorry that I'm ruining your fun.
0: It's okay. At least I can eat, like, papayas and pineapple, which would be nice.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know you were kind of excited to put on your 80s work vest and or jacket and, uh, you know, live like they did in the 80s. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part is this. Oh, goodness. I'll, I'll show that jacket at some point on a photo, and it looks very much like I have a... Uh... A career that I shouldn't have.
2: Yeah. And in an the ad- an addiction that, you know.
0: Is expected from the 80s.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like this is kind of gone off the rails now. So we're going to go ahead and start wrapping it up.
0: The joys of filming the day after Christmas.
2: Yeah. I'm still hungry and sleep deprived and hungry.
0: <laughs> He's getting a fry up today for Boxing Day so he can calm down.
2: I forgot it's Boxing Day. It
0: is Boxing Day.
2: Yeah. So, uh, fight night tonight, nine o'clock, <laughs> tune in who will win five foot tall girl or six foot tall man. My money's on her. I am scrappy. You're not scrappy. You just, you're able to get in underneath the jabs. Oh, that's true. See, going off the rails. So I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you guys for, you know, giving us half a year of amazing support. It's uh It's been nice. and. We have big plans for this coming here, especially around the mid-year section.
0: Yeah, so keep your eyes posted. We're we're really excited for it. We just need to get some things worked out first.
2: Yeah, so we're not going to say much more than that for two reasons. One, if it fails miserably, then you don't know what it was. And <laughs> two, it builds up hype as we come closer to it.
0: It's the hype, people. Yeah,
2: think of it as, you know, mid-year Christmas. <laughs> I believe they call it Christmas in July. <laughs> but thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for, you know, making the recipes with us if you did.
0: Yeah. And if you have been, we'd love to see photos and hear your guys' feedback because we have fun making them. And
2: we'd love to know how it's going for you. Yeah. So thank you guys.
0: Thanks, everyone. Have a safe and fun new year and we'll see you in 2023.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys. Bye.